Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. And we are live. What's up, guys? This is Ruben from Dub, and I'm here with my friend Tony. And Tony runs an organization that's centered around self-defense. He's he's a visionary in the space. And I, I want him to, to really talk about one topic. We've got five to 10 minutes right now, so we're going to be really brief. But I've just been inspired by Bruce Lee, man. I, I've gone through the process. I'm deep into the hole. I'm studying Jeet Kune Do. I've got a Sifu. I'm learning martial arts. Um, but also, he was a philosopher, man. So I'd love to understand your take on him as a businessman, as a martial artist, as a communicator, all that, man. I know you have some insight. Yeah. Uh, uh, so Bruce Lee, of course, for many people, well, just some some reference where I'm at. I've been studying martial arts for 40 years, uh, actually teaching for 42 years. So um, I studied, uh, I started wrestling when I was seven. I studied formal martial arts, started in 1973 when I turned 13, just to give you an insight of how old I am right now, which is kind of freaky. But why that's relevant is Bruce Lee passed away in 1973, uh, right when I had just gotten jumped by two guys and my dad said, you got to learn some martial arts. And so the big martial arts, the, like the, the, the golden era, the big boom was 1973 when Bruce Lee passed away, Enter the Dragon hadn't released yet, and everyone was going crazy. And, uh, and, and like everyone in the world, I became the world's biggest Bruce Lee fan. And I say that jokingly because everyone says, no, I'm the biggest Bruce Lee fan. No, I am. Uh, He inspired me so much of who I am today and what I do was inspired by him. When I started reading everything I could on him, like you, Ruben, uh, I was, it wasn't just, wow, he's got a good sidekick and look, he's got great kinesthetic perception. Look how his ankle rolls like that when he kicks and look at the torque in his hip. He was an amazing athlete. Uh, but he, he was also visionary. He was a businessman. He was an entrepreneur. He was a philosopher. Uh, here's a crazy thing. And I'm going to name drop a little bit. And it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, um, might be weird for some people, but in 1985, I went to LA, uh, for some martial arts stuff. So, you know, you know, I've been in a bunch of magazines. I was in Black Belt Magazine in 1980, and I've been in a bunch since then. And so every year I would go back to do uh, articles and stuff like that. But I'd started to get into stunt work in Montreal, where I used to live. And um, so I started, I said, well, you know what? I'll do some action films. I'll, I'll, I'll do some stunt work. And I started studying some acting just so I wouldn't be nervous on screen, right? And uh, I go to this... I go to this acting school in LA run by this guy, Eric Morris. And who sits down beside me is Brandon Lee. Ah. And I'm like, holy shit. Like we got to talk and we became fast friends. I were friends for years. I was, uh, I flew up to Hong Kong. I worked on a movie with him. I uh, was on the set of uh, 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 the crow three weeks before the accident. And, and, why I bring this up is there was always this thread. I remember when, when, when I was 15, I was sitting on the floor staring at Bruce Lee magazines 
trying to do the splits and I'm looking at all the stuff and my mom comes up to me and she says it's 1975 right and and so it was like so what have you decided about high school you're going to go into the family business and in the 70s you had like three choices family business you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer or you're just going to go into the workforce so it's kind of a cliche like like you know and I I looked up from looking at Bruce Lee and I looked at my mom and I said mom I'm not going to go to school school is not going to be that important I'm actually going to be a a martial artist like Bruce Lee and I'm going to develop my own self-defense system. There's a line that Bruce wrote that 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 he had written down and always reminded himself. It was the line was to hell with circumstances, I'll make my own circumstances. And I don't know if you come across that in any of hey, say that again. That was powerful. Yeah. So Bruce Lee wrote this to himself when he, he started getting rejected uh you know by Hollywood uh, back in the day, and he really wanted to be, you know, a, a movie star and bring martial arts to the big screen. And he's getting rejected because of racism and, and politics and stuff like that. And he wrote to himself, to hell with circumstances, I'll create my own circumstances. And I read that as a teenager, and it, 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 like, it literally made my body stand up. And I, I rewrote it to myself. And every year, Anytime I had some adversity, some frustration, things were going right, I'd remind myself of that line that, that Bruce wrote to himself, to hell with circumstances, I'll create my own circumstances. Wow, man. I mean, that that is so relevant for business. I mean, that can be applied in so many ways, man. You know, chasing investors, chasing customers, finding a product market fit, you know, getting getting that spot that you need buying that tech whatever it is how about now man like yeah. lockdown pandemic yeah you know i do I, I do now you know here we are and i forget why i brought up brandon there was something connected uh uh to that but it was, it was this thread of like when i was a kid i was like oh if i could only meet brandon i want to be friends with brandon i wanted like because obviously you know meeting bruce wasn't going to happen you know in 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 that situation depending on what you believe in it wasn't happening right then um and it was it was it was crazy to uh hang out with him and oh that's what it was so i got to meet brandon and brandon had all of bruce's books at his house so we're at brandon's apartment in echo echo park years ago and i'm looking at brandon's bookshelf and he's got like dao jeet kune do and all these things there and Dude, I opened them up because you know, I'm a martial historian. This is my career. Uh, you know, I just gotten back from Hong Kong with Brandon, where I helped choreograph a bunch of fights. He, he beats the shit out of me in a big fight scene in the movie Legacy of Rage. And uh, I'm looking over his books, and I look down, and I like all of a sudden I'm like, like, oh my god, like this is Bruce Lee's handwriting in here. He had his dad's books, and and so it, there were. In all these books, there were notations on the side where Bruce would scribble stuff. So, you know, you talked about him being a philosopher. He didn't just read them and highlight. Like, each thought created some new idea for him that became part of his philosophy when he would, when he would teach. Um, but, you know, the, the, he was, like you said at the beginning of the show, uh, uh, he was a philosopher. He was an entrepreneur. He was a businessman. And, and his philosophy, you look, look what he did, became inarguably one of the most influential, biggest stars in the world. Uh, 
because of the hell with circumstances, I'll create my own circumstances. And I wanted to flip that here to what we're going through. I mean, you're, you're, you're an entrepreneur, you're a business leader, you're an innovator. Uh, I love dub. I use dub. Uh, and, and, uh, it's, we have a situation right now. And I was on a, a business call cause my, you know, one of the pivots that we did was I've been studying violence and fear for 40 years and found out that in studying people who were attacked and people who cooperated and didn't cooperate, that the survivors all had one thing in common. And it wasn't whether they did Jeet Kune Do or Jiu Jitsu or Krav Maga or Thai boxing. It wasn't their toolbox. It was their mindset. And what I discovered, and I, and I now I shared as part of our, our kind of our coaching protocol is the people that manage their fear manage to fight. I'll say that again. The people who manage their fear manage to fight. And so you could look at somebody and I go, you know, bet on her or bet on him. What do you think? And I'm showing you this individual before, before a fight and you go, there's no chance that person's winning. And then they win. And it wasn't because, again, they were a black belt in something. It was because they decided to fight. And I tie that now with, you know, with all the the lockdowns going on and I'm talking to business people. I've got, you know, almost 200 affiliates who teach my self-defense system around the world. Well, they have no students. What are they doing? They're panicking. And I told them two things. I'm obviously more stuff, but these two things I want to share with your audience, the people who manage to their fear, manage to fight and you can't solve problems. If you become a problem, I'll say that again, you can't solve problems. If you become a problem, you become a problem when you let fear, to manipulate you, which is what's happening with the media, with, with, with everything. Think about this. All we hear all the time is we're going to die. The, the economy is going to collapse. And what we need to do is realize, well, if we sit here and do nothing, maybe that's going to happen. But everybody, like what would Bruce Lee say right now? He would say to hell with circumstances. We got to create our own circumstances. And for somebody who, who, you know, for us, Within, within a week, we had two new websites and we're working on new online courses for our clients. I, rem I remember having that combo with you where you were going through that process and you, you handled that like a warrior, man. <laughs> and, and, you know, it, like indirectly, you know, had you not, you know, hit me up yesterday and said, hey, I want to talk about Bruce Lee, I wouldn't have remembered to hell with circumstances. I'll create my own because that became just part of the bedrock of how I operate. Totally. I, I haven't used that quote for years. So it's kind of like I get, I get, goosebumps thinking about about how influential that was for me well i mean i'm i'm really in, i'm inspired by that because so much of dub is about creating your own circumstances you know whatever it is whoever it is that you want to communicate with dub is that empowering tool where you don't have to go and chase a person and you don't have to maybe get that introduction from a mutual content you can you can reach out you can tell your story and you can get someone's attention man so i, I love that you mentioned that yeah no it's it's uh it's crazy. It's been very, it's been very effective for us to even just the, like just the simplicity of the moving GIF. Someone opens an email and there's, you know, there's me bouncing around. And, and you have the best animated GIFs. I got to say. Uh, <laughs> did I pronounce that wrong? I call it a GIF. It's a GIF, right? Uh, I, you know what? It's the, the founder of the GIF says that it could be GIF or GIF. So it's all good now. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. So give us, give us like, uh, leave, leave us with kind of your, 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 your most powerful, uh, your most powerful takeaway on how we can use his philosophy. You know, I love what you mentioned about creating our, our own circumstance, but 
give us that one takeaway uh, that we all need to hear about, you know, running our business and how we can just be more like Bruce. Yeah. So, uh, you know, without getting too technical and martial art, Bruce Lee's system, Jeet Kune Do, translates loosely as the way of the intercepting fist. And his philosophy was simplicity, directness, and 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 be first. If it's an inter- my, the way I interpret that is the that intercepting fist of you're going to move in there. It's how do you be first? And um, so when you look at that, when you look at that mindset of the way of the intercepting fist will support the way of the intercepting product launch, the way of the intercepting uh, pivot, the way of the it's like what now you got to back off and go. You need a skill set. Right, it can't just be an idea. So one of the things I remember a fight that Bruce Lee had, where uh, he fought a guy who he thought he should beat really easily, and he did. It was like a minute-long fight. There was a famous Wong Jackman fight, where it was, uh, you know back in the day where people challenge each other, and um, uh, but after well, I think I sorry to cut you off, but I think that fight was specifically giving Bruce Lee permission to teach martial arts to the West because there was a lot of controversy about that. Yeah, it, it was back in the day when it was like, hey, Chinese should not be teaching, you know, uh, the, the Guaylos, the white men, yeah. you know, and uh, but but the you know, and, and who knows how much is 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 true and embellished these days. But there was a fight. He fought him. But here's the thing is Bruce Lee beat him and beat him handily. But here's what he noticed. After the fight, he was out of breath. And he wrote about that and he talked about that. And so his takeaway from it wasn't, woohoo, I beat the guy and now I can do that. It was like, shit, my aerobic capacity sucks. And he immediately started doing sprinting and road work and, and getting more into understanding the cardiovascular efficiency. If if you asked me, which you are, you know, what's, what's our business takeaway from that? It, that's, that is being able to, you know, analyze, reverse engineer, where are you weak? What's your Achilles heel? What do you notice you're not doing? And you do that these days by, like, there's a lot of pressure on us, right? And pressure creates diamonds. But there's two things. I need to be the intercepting fist. It means I need to move first. I need to get in there. But you can't get in there if you don't have a skill set. And so if I, I just, and this is, all, of course, I'm just winging this shit right now because I didn't know what you were going to ask me, is if I take Bruce Lee's philosophy of how do I, how do I, be that that be be first and and hit hard and hit fast. Well, I need to be in shape, and then to be in shape, how do I? How am I a total athlete? An athlete here is how am I a total business person, or how am I a total dad, or how am I? That's the beautiful thing about about you know you know uh, this whole mindset about managing fear is like is it's not just one thing. It's it's like how do I get you know how do I get more energy? Well, are you eating properly? Well, it's not just should I eat more protein, should I eat more carbs, should I eat more fat. You need a blend of protein, fat, and carbs. That's everything, right? So it's always like three. It's emotional, psychological, physical, right? You can't just have aerobic efficiency if you don't have stamina and strength and speed. So all of those things you could be thinking about, like like we could literally do a call on marketing <laughs> using martial arts, uh, this, this principle. Am I in shape? Do I have skills? Do I know where I'm weak? That's the Bruce Lee fight story. Uh, am I poised to be first and sudden and direct? That's that's his philosophy of Jeet Kune Do. And, um, you know, that was two and a bit more. So I don't know. That's awesome, man. I, you know, the, the, the whole idea 
of um, being practical, you know, being simple. You know, I think he talked a lot about the longest target to the sh the longest weapon to the shortest target. You know, inspired by fencing, by boxing. You know, I think that that's so relevant for business, man. And and I gotta I gotta applaud you, man, because as as a viewer of you and someone that's been checking your content out, um, you know, I'm definitely inspired, man. So you're right. definitely employing. The Bruce Lee and what you're doing, man. Um, give us some information about your business, where people can learn about you. You've got an amazing program. Drop us some info on that, please. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, you know, our main business was live training up until uh, a few weeks ago, a few months ago. Uh, but you can find us online. We teach, we, we mostly teach what we started off was, was teaching personal safety and self-defense, the law enforcement, military, and the general public. And over the years, over the decades, um, we developed a fear management program called No Fear. And look how it's spelled K-N-O-W. It's about this idea that if we change our relationship with fear, we change our, our, our life potentially because fear throttles everything we do. Whether you're in business, should I make this pitch? Should I ask for more money? Should I quit my job? Should I become an entrepreneur? Should I invest in this? Should I, you know, every decision we make unconsciously and consciously revolves around fear. And if you can't separate the psychology of fear from the physiology of fear, then you oftentimes mis misinterpret signals, right? So you, you might get butterflies in your stomach and you're kind of vertically breathing shallow. And you might go, shit, I'm not ready to do this. Because we have this idea that 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 courage and bravery feels like like we're on top of the world and we're and people don't realize that you can't be brave if you're not afraid, that no one courageous uh, is without fear. If you're doing something and you've had no fear, it doesn't take any courage to do it. So this applies to business, this applies to relationships, this applies to self-defense. So our whole protocol is if I can teach you to protect yourself and your family, then you can do anything in the world because the scariest thing you could imagine is something happening to you and your family. That's the paradigm. We've expanded uh, and we have a whole program on this that I work with, you know, executives and entrepreneurs and stuff like that, because people are fucking shitting in their pants right now. Can I swear on a live show too late? You know, um, but, but people are like very talented. People are scared. Very talented people have anxiety. And if doubt creates hesitation, hesitation unchecked becomes procrastination and fixation. And suddenly you've got non-clinical anxiety and you've become the problem and you can't create new solutions if you become the problem. So that's what we do in a nutshell is, is there's two sides to my business now. One is, you know, still working law enforcement, military protectors, programs for the general public. Uh, we do stuff online. We have a program called Essentials of Personal Safety. It's an online course. We do them for families. We do it. It's just done through Zoom. And it's all about situational awareness, mindset, verbal de-escalation. We're not teaching people how to fight, Ruben. We're teaching them how to avoid fights. Yeah. Uh, let's not put fuel on the fire, right? Right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there's a difference between this and this right yeah 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 that non <laughs> of those kinds of, but uh you know if they just google tony blower but our main site for the covid19 era is no fear now uh, okay. k-n-o-w f-e-a-r-n-o-w nofearnow.com and that's got a list of all of our digital and virtual options there um and if anybody's interested in in uh what we do for businesses and organizations, there's links to there, but I've got another website called coachblower.com. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for the time, Tony. I really appreciate you, man. Oh, anytime, man. You and I were 
<laughs> we love we love talking about this stuff. And, the, oh, and I, the, I salute and, you, man. And this tie in, this tie in. Uh, you know, now that you're you become a Bruce Lee junkie, it's like uh, you know, like like I said, uh, one of my one of the the coolest moments that I ever had because I studied everything. Right, uh, I was in Hong Kong with Brandon, and we went to pick up Linda Lee at the airport. And I'm waiting there and I look up and it's that famous picture where there's a famous black and white picture where, where Bruce Lee um, is picking up James Coburn in, in, in Hong Kong's Thai Kek, I think if I pronounce it right, airport. And there's like, it's this famous picture and I'm standing and all of a sudden I realize I'm standing right where that was. Mm. And uh, we pick up Linda and Shannon and uh, um we take him to a hotel, off to a nice hotel, and I'm carrying the bags. I'm helping carrying bags, and I'm carrying this old, old, old uh, tartan printed, you know, like red and green weird bag, like with a zipper on it. And I'm thinking to myself, why would Linda Lee not have like a new Samsonite or Toomey or or something? So I don't know if Toomey was around the back then, 1986. But I'm thinking, like, why does she have this old bag that looks like it's literally from the 50s or 60s? And as I'm thinking that, I look down and I see two initials on the handle. The initials were B and L. And I freaking, like, right now, if you could see me, man, I got goosebumps. Here I am, you know, 26 years old in Hong Kong with Bruce Lee's son, with Linda, walking, and I look down. And I see the initials BL and she kept that suitcase. It was Bruce's. I freaked, you know, just like crazy man. Wow. So, you wow. know, we could talk forever uh, on this stuff. And anytime, even even if we're not doing a, a periscope or a live thing, uh, I got yeah. I got I got stories when Brandon came to Montreal to visit me and sushi bar shit, man, where my my friend who owns a sushi bar, because I would never, never exploited that I knew him to get students. I never, I never did that. So he'd come visit me. I wouldn't you know, like do a press leak, you know, and have people at my school and stuff like that. And I was well known in Montreal, but we'd go out in this one time and I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you this last story and, and then I got a role. Um, and you probably do too. You got a business to run. And, uh, uh, you got circumstances to create. And, yeah. so, and so we're sitting there at the sushi bar, man. And my buddy turns around and he looks at Brandon and he goes, anyone ever tell you you look like Bruce Lee? <laughs> and and, you, and they're like, I didn't even tell my friends. Like when he'd come in, I wouldn't tell anybody. We were trained, we'd work out, and I would be there for a few days and then get back to LA. And uh, so I look at Brandon and I go, look at me. I go, man, maybe a little bit in the eyes. And <laughs> I'm drinking like a bottle of sake, having fun, pounding sushi. And uh, I never, I never told my friend. You know, I never said after, hey, that was Bruce Lee's son. Wow, what, man. What a, what a trip. Yeah. Unreal, man. Well, well, listen, thank you, man. That was that was awesome, man. I'm really glad we did this. Yeah. Good stuff, man. I'm Goodbye. inspired, bro. Thank you. Safe. See you, man. Take care. Bye. Bye.